Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Week 14 of the fantasy football season is the final week to sew up playoff berth. Or if you've been listening to Waiver Wire, just to sew up your seating, maybe you can get that first round by. This is it, Eddie. Home stretch. How are your teams looking? Uh, good. Still in first place. Had another easy win in another league. Uh, feeling good. I still can't believe I do feel like I say this every year, but I still can't believe we're already at this uh, playoff stretch here. And I do feel that waiver wire, if you've been listening, we've been helping you. And I feel like we're always a week ahead of the hot topics or maybe like we either jinx or reverse jinx stuff. We're talking about the MVP <laughs> stuff last week with Dak. Guess who's right neck and neck with Brock Purdy for MVP. We were talking about that. We said last week, no injuries. Unfortunately, a couple injuries this week. Uh, we talked about the, the the play, the state of quarterbacks. Um, that's got a weird wrinkle into it because we had a backup actually perform pretty well. So like we literally have our fingers on the pulse of everything going on in football just a week prior to when it actually happens. That's why you got to listen to Waverwire. Be sure you download and subscribe. Last night's game was pretty interesting, I have to say. Um, did you have the Bengals last night in our extra points? No, I, I took no. Jacksonville. I, Jacksonville. My brain just geared. It's like, okay, good team. Team I had picked. I yeah. believe In the preseason, I had the Jags playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I'm like, this is a backup quarterback. This is going to be a nice, easy win for the Jags. Obviously, does not go that way. So I had that one wrong. Oh. And good for you, Jake Browning. Well, that line moved to like plus 10 on Monday. So I was actually on Sirius yesterday. And I was like, how am I not taking smart. the plus 10? That's a little ridiculous when you get to double digits. Because I do think that Jake Browning is a better than average quarterback. However, mm-hmm. I did not think he would look that good. And here's the good news for those of you out there listening. The bad news, of course, is that you're without Trevor Lawrence for at least the next week, probably longer. They're kind of being a little coy with this injury yeah. report. You know, yeah, they are. He might not start this week. It's a high ankle sprain. He's not starting this week. So you need to plan otherwise. But Jake Browning was impressive. And, and I noticed in his first start that, that he didn't stink. I think we talked about this last week. He actually didn't stink uh, for his first NFL start. And the more I watched him last night, the more I got encouraged. And part of why I felt like I could take him plus the 10 points was because he has all those weapons, right? He got T. Higgins back. He has Jamar Chase. And in fact, one thing that was a little frustrating watching the game for me was when they started doing all those silly trick plays. You know, by the way, T. Higgins, why didn't you get to throw a pass? You should, you know, put in your complaint. It was as if they weren't sure he could do it, you know? And and I think he proved he could. Now, they did give him six-man protection. Um, you know, Joe Mixon was a beast because he was a security blanket for him if he needed it. But Jake Browning looked perfectly fine. Clearly got some of that Joe Cool going on, mm-hmm. which is important for this offense. So if you really need a fantasy backup quarterback, this week's matchup is good for Jake yeah. Browning. Uh, yeah. In fact, I like both quarterbacks for that game. Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning, if they're available, should be on top of your list if you need to replace Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure for those who have Bengals players, um, you know, outside of Joe Burrow on their fantasy teams, you're like, oh boy, what am I getting myself into? We're coming into the playoff stretch. Um, like we you know, mentioned Jen, like Mixon, security blanket had a great game. Jamar Chase, obviously, even if he'd started Tyler Boyd, like still five catches, like not a ton of points, right. but still like involved. Um, and to me, it's clearly because the, the system in place 
is good. So he's comfortable there with that. And then also you have like a bunch of weapons around you. That matters when you're a backup quarterback. And then I think the third thing, and again, we did, we literally discussed this last week was like why the quarterbacks that you remember seeing perform well in college, like why aren't they getting the opportunities? We're getting a bunch of these guys playing around the league and no offense to, you know, my Tommy DeVito and a few others, but uh, Tim Boyle, who just released guys who didn't really perform well in college. Why are you playing? Jake Browning was the all time PAC 12 passing leader when he left college, like a four year starter at Washington. He was very good to me. uh, Like you're saying, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. Like this is not a, a fluke thing. And I think right now in the NFL, we're in a weird spot with quarterbacks where so many are getting hurt, but all these guys that are playing are either day three picks or undrafted picks. Look, not everyone's going to be Brock Purdy. Not everyone will be Mr. Relevant, who ends up being awesome. Now, I think, obviously, Purdy is a guy in a situation similar to Browning, where the team itself is so good, the coaching staff is so good, it elevates them. Um, that's what's going on in Cincy right now. But I do think that uh, in terms of the league right now with a bunch of backups, Browning is definitely the, the, the upper shelf. I mean, Browning, 300 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Passing touchdown, rushing touchdown. He was mobile. He looked athletic. I mean, the matchup is excellent for him this week. Um, Let's just look for the full season, what the Colts have done. I think they've probably given up like the ninth most fantasy points per game. Um, Yeah, right about the 10th most Mm -hmm. fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You can't ask for much better than that. And then, of course, on the other side of this is Gardner Minshew, who we mentioned last week, who, by the way, may... I've got a tie for quote of the week this week. Okay, you ready? And and by the way, both these quotes of the week could also be Tinder bios. So one of them is Gardner Minshew, who said, it may not be sexy, but dang, it's good about the win on Sunday, which, hey, look, he did it for us. Like he helped me win a matchup. I had to use Bryce Young and Gardner Minshew and it worked out for me in a super flex league. And then of course, Mitch Trubisky, who said he's going to be thoughtfully aggressive. On Thursday night, like, oh, well, risky. Uh, I may agree with the Minshew <laughs> quote, but uh, Mitch, I'm sorry, uh, I don't no. know about that one. I mm-hmm. don't know about that one, but Minshew for sure. I mean, I feel like every time that the Gardner Minshew wins a game, it's exactly that way. Like a lot of points, kind of close, messy, gets the job done, and I, you can't ask for much more from a backup quarterback in a league full of backup quarterbacks. And and that's what you are looking for, like you said. And so this match, this matchup with the Bengals, obviously they just allowed 28 points at, you know, a rushing touchdown, a pair of scores to Trevor Lawrence, who arguably is much better. I mean, obviously he's much better than Gardner Minshew, but Mm -hmm. the matchup is right. So if you're really in a desperate situation, I think these two guys are really good targets for this week. Moving forward. I like Matt Stafford. I've mentioned that already multiple times on the podcast. I think his playoff schedule is going to be favorable. He also has a ton of weapons, right? You want to get these quarterbacks that have a lot of options. He has Kyron Williams. He has Puka. He has Cooper Cup. He has Tutu Atwell. He even has Tyler Higby. Maybe I think Higby's in a concussion protocol, but yes, you understand what I'm going for here. Matt Stafford is him. But this week versus the Browns? No, no, no. He was great versus the Browns. He was. Yeah. It's this week versus the uh, Ravens. The Ravens. Mm-hmm. That might be tough. I'm not sure if that Rams offense can keep up with the Ravens offense. I look. I was there in person at SoFi, seeing uh, the Rams versus Browns game, and I was expecting a low-scoring, sloppy yeah. game. I mean, Joe Flacco playing quarterback. It's we're, we're you know uh, 25 days away from the year 2024, and Joe Flacco's playing quarterback. Pretty crazy. Um, and I thought that Browns defense is for real. 
And just seeing the way that Stafford played, obviously, again, the the return of Kyron Williams has held them a lot because you have a guy behind you who's going to get it done. He's been great. But spreading the ball around to, to Tutu Awa, like you said, hey, we had a couple catches before he got injured. Two is the, the big one. I mean, uh, Puka, sorry, the big one down the middle, a uh, huge touchdown. And they're very lucky that he actually didn't sustain an, a real injury because he was down on the ground for a while. They had to rush the, the medical staff over to him. And I thought the way he was grabbing up here, I'm like, that's either a separated shoulder or a broken collarbone. That would have ruined a lot of like not only the Rams playoff chances and Stafford success, but people who had Puka uh, and the fact that he's healthy and, and doing that versus a good defense. Again, I'm with you. Uh, it's it, Matt Stafford looked great, even at his advanced age, the little sprinklings of retirement and not connecting with his, his, uh, his uh, teammates early on in the season. He looks awesome right now. And, you know, another tough test versus the Baltimore Ravens, but to, to me, the Browns still are the best def- defense in football. I know they were missing a cornerback, but um, that's what you want to see of a guy that you want to pick up and get a, a win uh, on a week-to-week basis. That uh, That's no harder test than facing Cleveland. So Stafford is on the good list for us. And then on the other side of that game was Joe Flacco, who threw for 250 yards, a pair mm-hmm. of touchdowns, and looked better than really any Browns quarterback so far this season. Sure. And, of course, makes you wonder – why didn't the Jets immediately pick up the phone when Aaron Rodgers went down and just get Joe Flacco in there? Because then we probably would be seeing late season Rodgers and we wouldn't be dealing with this business of poor Zach Wilson, who's having a PR hit job. Yeah. Maybe from, maybe from his uh, ex-girlfriend slash MILF. Who knows? Who's really at the house. The Mormon moms. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He broke my heart. I'm going to make him look bad on TV. I don't know, but back to Joe Flacco. If he starts again this week and DTR is still in concussion protocol, he gets the Jacksonville Jaguars who just allowed Jake Browning like the game of his career. So Joe Flacco also a start. And the reason we're talking about this really, really ugly quarterback situation is because how many teams, even I think only about 50% of teams are using the same quarterback they started the season with, right? Mm-hmm. And those who did, are in the playoff picture. Like, it's just that simple, minus Bryce Young. But like, let's review, like Matt Stafford, potentially playoff picture still. Geno Smith, potentially playoffs picture. Stroud, playoff picture. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, playoff picture. Tua Tagovailoa, those who still have their original guy, it's like as simple as that. If you're still with your original quarterback, you're probably good. Like that's how bad it's been this season. And then there are a few that are with their backup quarterback that have a chance, such as the Vikings, such as the Colts. But basically if you're, if the quarterback you started the season with didn't get injured, you're likely going to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever would have gone into a fantasy football season uh, expecting to see, you know, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, um, Anthony Richardson, which was a, it feels like really eons early. ago. And then uh, now, unfortunately, lately, Trevor Aaron Lawrence. Rogers. And yeah, and uh, it's just um, obviously it's a, an anomaly. This is not something I expect every year. And a lot of people were and we did talk about this, too. Like, do you have to start targeting a backup quarterback for your teams like yeah, but I don't think any year will be as bad as this one. So I and and back to your point too about the Jets. Um, and and it's it's frustrating in the fantasy sense because of the great weapons the Jets had. If you you know picked up guys like Alan Lazard, which is normally a relatively viable fantasy option, no longer is because of this offense. Garrett Wilson was a guy that I thought in the preseason. I believe I said on the show, I'm like Garrett Wilson may lead the NFL in receptions this year. 
clearly not going to happen. Brees Hall, <clears throat> obviously, he's going through some issues with Salah. They wanted to put Dalvin Cook more in the game. Uh, I don't know why Brees Hall is explosive. I don't care about those grimy yards as uh, Salah used, but the it's it's it stinks that they you know I put the blame on Joe Douglas for not getting a better backup quarterback in there. Your answer, your best option was Trevor Simeon. Like you mentioned, like we you had Joe Flacco in the building. I just saw Joe Flacco play, who was 38 years old and still has a zip on the ball, has a better arm than most quarterbacks in this league. Um, even in that loss, still look great. Guy walked in, you know, probably knew what 15, 20% of the playbook and still did that. You have to, you know, tip your hat to him. So uh, a bad job by Joe Douglas and not getting the Jets, um, who clearly are a talented team with a better quarterback. And now you have the circus going on with Zach Wilson, the the releasing of Tim Boyle, that they want to bring in Brett Rippin now, who didn't do much at all when he was the Rams quarterback for a week. So a uh, bad job by Joe Douglas. And you did really ruin a lot of people's teams who had high hopes for those offensive weapons on the Jets. So bad job there. Sorry, Joe, we, we would like to lodge a formal complaint. All of us who had those fantasy weapons, formal complaint has been lodged. This, of course, brings up the question, um, what do you do with quarterback? And we'll talk about this more in the offseason because I do want to talk today about the injuries and who you can get for replacements. But I just have to quickly ask, is it worth drafting a quarterback early? Because the one side of this argument is yes, because if you had Jalen Hurts or Josh right. Allen, clearly that was worth it. The other side of this argument is if you drafted Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, is that a bust pick? I mean, Joe Burrow got injured. So I don't know. Of course he was kind of injured when you drafted him. So you might've gotten a value. Patrick Mahomes is the QB eight for the season mm-hmm. at where you had to take him. Is that a bust or maybe it's not a bust, but does it make you reconsider Going back to the old school style, which is what we did just one or two seasons ago, where we waited on a quarterback, we waited and took a Jared Goff, a Brock Purdy, a Dak Prescott, a Kirk Cousins, who also got injured. But all of those players are top. Dak Prescott has more points than Patrick Mahomes. CJ Stroud has more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. Should we just wait? So, um, yeah, you put this in there and I, I'm like, this is a fantastic question and I'm looking it up stuff and I'm thinking like, you're, you're right. Like, do you take the high end, the super high end quarterbacks, you know, you're going to be safe, obviously mm-hmm. injury aside, they're going to get you a ton of points. But then I was looking at the fantasy and this is PPR, the fantasy war through week 13. And the number one player is Christian McCaffrey, who is worth uh, 1.5 wins more than Jalen Hurts, who's number three, number two this year, Tyreek Hill, not really a surprise either. All also worth one more full victory than Jalen Hurts. So that's my thing is like Jalen Hurts, you, according to this, you know, the war chart, he'll get you the a, a bunch of a bunch of points, a bunch of wins, but there's still two position players better than him this season. So it's one of those things where if you take Hurts, you're pretty much could, you know, um, exhale, not worry about your, your quarterback position outside of the bye week. And like I said, obviously an injury, but you're going to be taking a hit at the the high end positions. If you're in, if you're taking Hurts, you could probably get somebody close to the McCaffrey, the Hill type. And if you like personally, I, I I think you can still get McCaffrey and Hurts because you could take McCaffrey at the first pick and then take Hurts in the second round. So well, you, I, you don't you don't think it's a possibility that now next year because of all these quarterback injuries, people just if you're in leagues now where people are like I want to jump on the quarterback and get him. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm predicting that, that's, that. The, 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 yeah. that's the question because it, because we have so many super flex leagues that people might. That right. it's, I mean, I don't think they're going to go as early as the first round, but this year they were going as early as the third round, which to me is like stupidly early. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because what are you giving up in the third round? I mean, obviously, clear first round busts are Bijan Robinson. Yeah. He's not a first round pick. Tony Pollard. He is not a first round pick, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, to answer your question, if if you're in a league that's drafting close to the ADP where they should go, not in a super flex league or a league where someone's like, I just want to set it, like settle my quarterback position the first round you're reaching on them. Obviously you're taking running back or receiver in the first yeah. round, second round. But if you can still somehow get a Jalen Hurts, like you said, back in the second round or a Josh Allen, second round, third round, like, and you could still get your Tyree killer or um, Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Like you don't want to be dealing. But you with would still go ahead and feel okay. Taking that security blanket get in like round three i just think because also the way you got to look at it too is like if you're taking a quarterback who is a question mark like this year in one league i rostered uh i've rostered four different quarterbacks throughout the course of the league and not not at the same time but like you're wasting now roster space on quarterbacks and you're kind of flipping around whereas you could you know add to your bench with either another running back or receiver so i think my view changed. I was always the last guy in my leagues to take quarterback because right. there's so many, but now it's like, if you're going to get a ton of points in those guys, especially the quarterbacks that are mobile to me, it's worth it. Um, you know, when you, and especially if you get a guy with a super high end, you know, the, the Stefan Diggs and other guys on the top of that war list, um, you know, CD lambs having a phenomenal year, Keenan Allen phenomenal year. Like if you're getting those guys in the real upper echelon, then I would feel a lot better about my quarterback, you know, take being a high pick instead of, you know, a 10th round quarterback. So I think no matter what, what we figured out is that you have to have depth at the position for like the first totally. time. And I don't know why, like, why is it different? I don't think it's all just turf and I don't think it's age because it's the young guys, it's the older guys, it's all the guys getting injured. But I guess maybe it's the extra game in the season, you know, like that starts to add wear and tear. I mean, it's that's that's a great point. And then plus, uh, you know, we're used to, uh, you know, we could do this show in the preseason and you kind of see the starters play here and there throughout the preseason. We don't really see that anymore. Like no. we, there's no preseason action. Um, and like you said, the extra game and what, what the funniest thing about this is in a, in a dark way is like this league purely protects the quarterbacks. Like every call, yeah. like roughing the passer, the body weight rules, the hitting the quarterbacks too low, hitting the quarterbacks too high hands to the face. Like you cannot do any of that. And we're in a league like now where the flags are at an all time high, every single game, you know, you hear Al Michaels, you know, uh, complaining about it. And then now, we're seeing the most amount of quarterbacks injured. So clearly the NFL's plan to keep the franchise, you know, the face of the franchise clean uh, and off the injury list is not really working. So we're in a new era of fantasy football where you're, you're drafting, like you're not even like taking a backup quarterback to like, to screw over other teams. You're taking it because your quarterback has a good chance of missing half a season. Yes, you, you are. Cause your quarterback does have a chance of missing half a season. I think that the leagues I did the best in were when I took someone like Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, and then I took like a Russ Wilson or a Dak Prescott later. Right. I think those are like really good pairs. And I think you have to start thinking about, like we talked about last week, drafting the handcuff, getting those pairs. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll look at it in the off season. We'll break it all down. We'll let it shake out. But it, it definitely has been interesting. We had so many great waiver claims this year, which is great because this show is called Waiver Wired. But I just like Kyron Williams, Devon Achan, Tank Dell. Oh no. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm sad about Trevor Lawrence. I am bereft. Do people use the word bereft on podcasts? Yeah, sure. Cool? That works I'm for this. Bereft about tank Dell. 
the connection between he and CJ Stroud, what was so exciting and Houston, I still am very excited about Houston, especially unfortunately, now that Jacksonville is without Trevor Lawrence, it's it's good news for CJ Stroud Mm -hmm. and the Texans for their playoff hopes. But I just, I'm so bummed about Tank Dell. It it was such a bright light. He was so good. He was so talented. They were only getting better and it's total bummer. And it hurts so many of my fantasy teams. So now I have so many fantasy teams that had Jonathan Taylor and Tank Dell, and I feel like I'm limping into the playoffs. But then again, I know a lot of other people are too, because people are now probably without Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Pretty big. We we use the term in uh, fantasy, like a league winner and a league winning player usually as a guy. I mean, obviously you could have your Tyree kill types that are just absurd every week in every week, but it's mainly for the people you get either you pick up or a late round pick, you take a flyer on and they perform as a wide receiver one or running back one or Mm -hmm. a tight end one. Tank Dell is the exact definition of a league winner. And to see so many people that I know uh, lose him and then it stinks on on the human level, like you were saying too, where it's just flat out fun to see the Texans be good, to see CJ Stroud be good, to see this young receiving core be good, and then actually sneak in, not even sneak in, make the playoffs because they yeah. deserve it. And that was a huge victory over the 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 Broncos, whose defense is playing a lot better. So to see that uh, in both worlds, where you want to see him, you know, to succeed in the NFL, but obviously uh, for us in the fantasy world, like this guy, like you're like, oh, I found a hidden gem, and then now you lose him, he breaks a leg, and now you're the guy that you are getting this absurd value for uh, because you took him so later you know to sign them is now gone that is a total bummer and uh, i'm sorry for all those that lost them and speaking of the broncos they had a chance to win that game they did. if russ didn't throw that pick at the very end which is okay <laughs> he still put up good, good fantasy points for me mm-hmm. so i'll forgive him but okay i gotta ask you entering this season this is how i entered the season i don't know if you entered it the same way i thought wow AFC is going to be so fierce this year. Mm-hmm. All the studs are in the AFC. It's going to be like probably just Jalen Hurts, maybe Deck, maybe the Niners will get in the NFC. But obviously, whatever AFC team is probably winning the Super Bowl this year because it's just so stacked and it's just not fair because everybody good is in the AFC. It has turned out to be like the polar opposite of that to me. Like this AFC looks like a mess. Like who is really the favorite? Like I guess. Right now, the Dolphins look like they have the best chance to be the top seed. But right. it, and I'm already dreaming of what I want to happen for the Chiefs next year. I want them to get either Mike Evans or T. Higgins so we can go to fantasy heaven. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, on. of course, uh, Mike Evans, another year. It's like death taxes. Mike Evans, Jeez. a thousand yards. Oh, um, so consistent with doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, whether it's the goat Tom Brady or it's Baker Mayfield or anyone in between. Um, it's a great, fantastic job by him. And I think the Chiefs are kind of learning that they should have got a receiver, not even in the draft, but even at the deadline, like they had multiple opportunities to do that. And they wanted to stick with guys who are not working out. And I will say, and I did put on the rundown, like maybe Rasheed Rice is that, but I don't think Rasheed Rice is the, the talent level of a Mike Evans or a T Higgins, like no. you mentioned. And I think it's clearly hurting the Chiefs uh, offense. And it's hurting Mahomes and, fantasy. And so, you know, so I, I think that's a bad, bad job by their front office. And by next year, I don't think they can continue to just lean on Travis Kelsey because no, Travis I, Kelsey is starting to already. Here's what I think. Trav, you're distracted. You're distracted. I'm happy for you with Taylor, but too many commercials, too many podcasts, too many surprise trips to Argentina or whatever. 
you got to put your team on your back right now because poor Patrick Mahomes is trying to do it by himself. I know he's not playing the best he's ever played, but most of this is on his receivers and you have got to step up because your time is limited. Um, we're seeing the decline. And the thing is, I don't think we have to see it already. I feel like it's really just distraction. But by next year, when you add that up with just the, the age and the, the brutality of the position, you, I don't think Travis Kel- Travis Kelsey is not going to be a first round pick anymore. Mm-hmm. And they've got to get somebody else for Mahomes. And I hope that it's someone with like, you know, Tiggins who would be more Tyree Kill like, or maybe like a Mike Evans, it's just this like incredible veteran presence that look can even make Baker Mayfield have a solid floor, which by the way, guys, that's another quarterback that you could stream this week. If you just want a nice solid floor, if you just need a solid floor, you can go for Baker Mayfield this week. Uh, it's a really good matchup versus Atlanta for him. So just by nature of having Mike Evans, he's probably going to get what touchdown, at least one touchdown. Yeah. And, and, and to your, uh, your Kelsey point, and I was thinking about this too, is it's like, I think it is a combination of everything you said. I think starting off the year with a, with an injury, it probably lingered. Mm-hmm. Being, uh, I mean, the guy went from a, a very popular NFL player, but but by no means where he is now. Like, I mean, he he's as famous as you know any NFL quarterback as a you know Brady, a, a Manning, a Mahomes. Now he's on that level, and then like all the extra media stuff he's doing and the commercials. Like, I do think his interests now are elsewhere. He knows he's getting up there in age, but then he still had a bunch of weeks where he was great. So I'm like, maybe the defenses still just can't stop him. But even with like Pacheco playing better and Rasheed Rice, like I mentioned, playing better, like usually when he like, I thought that he would be able to feast if those guys are actually performing and he's not. So I do think it is just, it's just, you know, uh, it's, it's father time. Like that's, it always happens. It happens to every NFL player. And then it like just a combination of their other stuff. So I, I'm with, you. he's probably no longer a first round pick unless maybe uh, again, we're used to doing this at waiver wire. Maybe by next week through the rest of the season, he, every game is 10 plus catches, a hundred plus yards, a touchdown. And then I'll, I'll eat my plate of crow for sure. But uh, I'm right. We'll predict going forward that he'll, he'll be fine. Um, in terms of tight ends, but I don't think uh, I, I don't I think the days of him being this dominant force are pretty much over. And I think it's also a wake up call to the entire Chiefs and to uh, Andy Reid and to change their offense because the whole Mahomes can cover up the flaws and we don't need Tyree Kill is probably not looking great. Besides, I mean, I guess you could say you want a Super Bowl, but again, to sustain this for a long period of time, uh, they're going to make some changes and you gave the best suggestion, which is go get Evans or go get T Higgins. I mean, to be fair, Travis Kelsey still has more points than any other tight end. But the the thing is, it's not enough of a difference mm-hmm. to make up for the round that you gave up to take him. So in half point PPR, at least he has 146 points. So does TJ Hawkinson. And you got Hawkinson three rounds later. Right. Sam Laporta has 140 points. Yeah. And you got him in round 13. That's a big win for our podcast here. George Kittle. 128. Mark Andrews, who isn't still even playing, mm-hmm. 112. Cole Komet, 106. Jake Ferguson, 102. Evan Ingram, Trey McBride. These picks were all free. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's just something to think about. I'm sorry. I don't know why we went on a tight end tangent. We do have to talk about these injuries, everyone. And get to the Thursday night football game, yeah, but no, but I think it's valid for us to bring it up just because yeah. I mean, because Kelsey is a guy that people were who have him were like, hey, you know, wake up, like you're supposed to be here uh, scoring a bunch of points when you're not. So I'm I'm sure for those who have him again, we're, everyone's getting antsy now going in this playoff stretch. You want your best guys, you want your top picks to perform well, and I, I think unfortunately this is kind of what's going on with Kelsey. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, 
So everybody, in case you missed the news, Derrick Henry is not actually in concussion protocol. Originally announced he was, but Mike Vrabel came out and said he wasn't. So you probably will have Derrick Henry this week, which is good. You will not have Derrick Carr. There's no way he's playing this week. He's in concussion protocol and he's got like rib injury, back injury. This could be Jameis Winston time. Martin, are you listening? Second concussion too in a in a month span for a car, which is not good. You it's don't want to see that. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good that. for his career. Like mm-hmm. just longevity, all of it. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston is always good for a fantasy weapons, so that's really exciting for those who have Chris Olave. This is one of the few teams that has a backup quarterback that you can feel really excited about the backup quarterback starting. Maybe not for your real life team because you know Jameis turnovers. <laughs> yep, little little free with the turnovers, mm-hmm. but that adds for more garbage time for those of us that have Chris Olave, potentially Alvin Kamara, who's been a great pick, a great value pick as well. So uh, Kenny Pickett is gone for the next few weeks, had to have surgery for his ankle injury. I don't think anyone was relying on Kenny, but still kind of a bummer. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has been activated, but the Giants supposedly are sticking with uh sticking with I mean, I, I understand why. I think in a weird way, it's still your best chance to tank is still with him. Plus, um, you know, Tyra Taylor has been pretty brittle. I mean, every time he's played with the Giants, I feel like he's gotten hurt every year. And DeVito, the story is so good. I think that kind of matters. The Giants want as much good PR as possible. Um, so, look, uh, Saquon's been okay. Uh, if you have other fantasy options, I feel like it, it's the receiver of the week. It kind of changes for the Giants, depending on who's great. Yeah. Um, so that's something you can really rely on there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a smart move to to keep DeVito in there for the Giants' sake and Giants' fans' sake. And uh, a collecting on Kenny Pick. Kenny Pick is getting surgery on a high ankle sprain to yeah. speed up the process. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. Like, I think if you just do the math, unfortunately, for those who have Trevor Lawrence or Jags players, um, you got to hope C.J. Beathard plays as well as he can. But I just think the high ankle sprain is one of those really bad nagging injuries. It's not a break or a tear, but it's one of those things that just kind of stays with you. So if you just see what's going on in Pittsburgh, pretty much do the math with uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, also an ankle injury. Again, I haven't heard the extent of it, but it looked like a high ankle injury. From what I understand, there's no way he's playing Thursday night. No. Um, Brian Robinson left the game with a hamstring injury. So did Christian Watson. We now know Christian Kirk's going to be out for a while. So there are holes to fill in your lineup. Um, let's quickly run down some waiver ads for those because you got to put in your claims tonight or tomorrow. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account 
account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Zeke, Zeke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's he's the only one left. Like that's all there is in New England. New England. We're going to talk about this when we get to the Thursday night football game. But they're averaging twelve and a half points per game of offense. <laughs> twelve. That's like a bit. That's like what I think the Cincinnati Reds average. <laughs> I, I I don't even want to. I'm gonna just keep my lips shut. I can't wait to get to the TNF. It's gonna. It's all time. It's all we're, time we're in a bad there. way. Yeah. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. I have a fun bet actually. Um, I like the idea of grabbing Noah Brown. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as if you will, the handcuff to Tangdell. We saw him have two 150 yard monster games before his knee injury. Now I know he was active this Sunday, and people are gonna say, but he didn't do anything. But look, he was coming back from injury. Tank yep. was there. The game plan, etc. They have time. I think it will be Noah. Now, this week is really tough for both Nico Collins and um, Noah Brown. You know what's funny is, like, I feel like this Houston team is the team everyone expected the Jets to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. A, 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 a young receiving core. Like, yep. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, a young running back. Uh, like an I, exciting I, team that kind yeah. of went from nowhere to somewhere overnight yeah. because they they got all the right pieces in the offseason. And I'm actually really excited for this game. Also because the Houston defense has been, they looked really good. They're a lot Sunday. better. Stingley looked good. Will Anderson's looking good. So we'll see. Um, and, and plus, but, shout out too for Nico. Nico Collins, 191 receiving oh yards. I mean, gosh, what a yeah, beast. He, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cedar Stroud's not, he's still not missing talent. There's some, still some guys there. They're, they're going to be okay. CJ Stroud leads the league in passing yards. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. It's so good. And that's another reason why Noah Brown, like his quarterback leads the league in passing yards. They like to sling the ball. Unfortunately, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary are kind of an afterthought, but Mm -hmm. they they can be useful for like floors here and there because eventually they have to do more than just throw the ball. But very, very interesting. Noah Brown, Keaton Mitchell coming off a bye. People may have forgotten. He's still, you know, there's still a three-man committee there, but he looks like he's at least number two with the possibility to become number one. Elijah Moore, I like a lot, especially if Joe Flacco remains at quarterback. He's pretty available. Tajay Spears. So as we said, um, Derek Henry is not supposed to, may not miss this week, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. You should get Tajay Spears anyway, because things happen. And Tajay Spears can put up points on his own as well. He actually was really good on Sunday. He rushed the ball 16 times for 75 yards, caught four of his six targets for another 13. That's a decent, that's a decent day from a flex play. Uh, Rashawn Johnson, who had a great game just before the bye for Chicago. Uh, he led the running back room. He had 10 attempts for 35 yards versus a really tough Minnesota run defense. And he caught all five of his targets for another 40. And he finished second in fantasy points for the Bears behind only DJ Moore. So young kid who we talked about earlier on the podcast. And then like he just kept getting injured. And then like Donta Foreman got in there. But the fact that he had such a big game and he looked like he was leading the room, even with Khalil Herbert back, mm-hmm. very encouraging. He could be the fresh legs that could sneak you in, you know, some some nice points down the stretch. Jonathan Mingo, who we've talked about, led the Panthers for the second week in a row. Adam Phelan's, where are you, buddy? Yeah, it's hurting me. Right? I mm-hmm. mean... It's unfortunate. Did very well for a lot of people. People like value of this season, but seems to have fallen by the wayside there. Um, Antonio Gibson, obviously sort of the handcuff for Brian Robinson Jr., but don't get too excited. Um, but he is re- he's usable in PPR leagues because he's the receiving back. Okay, here's a good one. Kenny Gainwell. People may or may not have noticed that DeAndre Swift didn't really come back out in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think he may be a little bit banged up. Yeah. It seems like an undisclosed injury. They're they're kind of yes. doing the NHL route, not letting us know what yep. it is yet. And they have a great playoff schedule for running backs. So I looked in almost all my leagues. He's still there. I'm putting in claims. I feel like they can be sneaky. Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Zach Ertz. Where is Zach Ertz going to sign? I mean, uh, I'm just is going to be the Eagles. I'm just going to just they feel like every guy that's on the market, Eagles sign him. But I mean, yeah, he's going to be the thing is like he was good, he was effective, and then on you know Trey McBride happened, who just uh, has been great. So I think any team, I mean, he's going to want to probably go to a playoff team, right? I'm assuming. I loved the beatdown that the Eagles got. I'm so sorry. I have to admit this. Can I just have a minute of juicy? God, I'm just so glad they got beat down on Sunday because I've been saying for weeks they need to get exposed. And um, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, I'm sorry. But the defense is so bad. And it, it was just frustrating me to no end that they were winning all these close games. Like, oh, they're so much better. And it's not that I think the Cowboys are better than Eagles. I don't. But I do think that the Eagles offense is not playing it up to its potential, which we talked about last week. And I mm-hmm. think the defense stinks. And it makes me just laugh that they have to go, you know, sign Shaq Leonard. And everyone's like, oh, the Eagles got Shaq and didn't Dallas. And I'd be like, yeah, because Dallas didn't need him. Mm-hmm. It would have just been like fun, like icing on the cake. Eagles need, and it, any anytime they lose, anytime something goes wrong, they just go sign more guys. Like, 
it's i i think in a in a not to push back completely but i I do think in a weird way they almost like needed a loss their only loss the season was to the jets like they haven't really like they found ways to beat the better quote-unquote better teams and they they do play a lot of close games maybe it's a good thing for them to get a wake-up call but then if you go start stringing up losses now in december then definitely a red flag time but uh i mean yeah that that front office they just find a way to bring in every every person there but there's there's definitely some holes in that team i'm with you on that uh, do they need zach Ertz? is that going to fix it is it going to change anything i mean i like think zach Ertz would probably like to get a super bowl <laughs> ring with them right i really yeah. wanted to see him go to baltimore because it would be so easy just like pick up zach Ertz could be a league winner mm-hmm. but it seems that they are not so interested so it feels like Zach must have had something in mind or he wouldn't have asked for a release and been so bold about having JJ Watt do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like the Ravens right now said like, they're not really interested. The like the Eagles seem to be the team that's leading the charge per all the reports, but um, I'm, I, it would be like, I mean, what are the Eagles like the fifth most, uh, the fifth most rushing attempts. Like I, I, I think he'd be okay there, but there's definitely teams like in the, Pass that pass more that would use him. Um, maybe I don't know, like the Rams, like if Higby's going to be out. I mean, something like that where you they're, they're throwing the ball a decent amount. But I, I think yeah. he's going to want to go to a winner, so he's going to probably pick them. Uh, I did see the 49ers did come up too a little bit, which is um, I don't know if that's great if you're a, a Kittle uh, manager. Well, um, if you wanted to put in a claim for him, I wouldn't mind that, guys, because you just never know. Like something can happen if you have some extra fab, if you have the extra space on your bench. Like it's interesting. He's somebody that could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um Isaiah likely, obviously now that we know or think we know that Baltimore is not going for Zach Ertz is still definitely someone you should go for. Gerald Everett this week has a great matchup versus Denver. So if you need to stream, Everett's a good guy. Uh if you want to get chiggy with it, Chigo Conquo had his best game of the season. And he's got two matchups with Houston. He's allowed like the fourth most PPR points to tight ends this year. And then, uh, you know, other really deep league guys, Michael Carter, Rico Dowdle, you know, Demario Douglas, Michael Wilson, Alec Pierce might still be out there. Parker Washington. Um, if, you know, now that we know Christian Kirk is out, maybe I just, you know, CJ Beathard's the quarterback. So it's a deep league thing only for me, even though he looked great last night. So those are the waivers for this week. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk about this barn burner on Thursday night. I have seen the total as low as 29 and a half. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. In an NFL game. It's 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 at 30, I think, last on Caesars. But yeah, Caesars right now, I think, has uh, the the Pats getting six and the the total is set at 30, 30 points. Wow. That's disgusting. Do you? And it's too bad, actually, because there were three really great primetime games this week. This is like the first week we've actually had really primetime awesomeness. And we're probably going to have it again this Sunday night, uh, Eagles Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, But this Steelers Patriots, like even when they were scheduling it, you're kind of like, are you just trying to give everybody their turn? I mean, because nobody was expecting, you know, big offensive output from a Steelers Patriots game. How in the world are you going to bet this? Man, um, I, I, it's so tough because the Patriots defense has been weirdly good, uh, or if not great, I'll use the word great. They've been great. And now you're getting a bag of quarterback in Mitch Trubisky with an offense that doesn't score as it is. So you have like it, it, you're the Steelers struggle already. And now you're playing a defense that's been holding teams to less than 10, 10 points or less. 
but now you're playing an offense that has uh, missing their best offensive player in Stevenson. You're probably going to stick with Billy Zappi at quarterback. Like this may be a uh, like what is the what is the score of this game? Is I I I think it could be like a nine zero nine three game. If it's nine three, then unfortunately the 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 Steelers uh, and the the Patriots will they'll push. So I mean in this game and then the under the thirty. I mean I almost may go under. I think the under, I know as crazy it is, 30 points. I just don't okay. see a scenario where it's going to be eclipsing 30. So I'm, I hear you. Like, it just seems like how in the world, I mean, literally the Patriots lost six to nothing last yeah. week versus First the Chargers. Who could score? Yeah. So I, I kept looking at this game. I'm like, my God, taking under 30, like also feels gross, but yeah, it's got to be the under, right? Like how much lower can this total go? So I started looking it up and it's like, so Patriots have scored 12 and a half points per game this year. Steelers have scored 16 points per game this year. And then on this season, Steelers have allowed 19 per game. Patriots have allowed 21 and a half. But as of late, Patriots have been locked down, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking and I found this bet, Eddie. Okay. This is the bet. This is the bet, guys. Neither team gets to 20 points. Pays plus 105. Oh, Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, the game totals at 30. That would assume that it gets to over yeah. four. I mean, yeah. like, like, well, I guess one could be 21 and one could be nine, but like, it just, it, it sure. doesn't. And you can play it even lower. You ready? Neither team gets to 15 points, plays plus 330. Wow. One three to one. That's pretty so good. So if you feel like the under, but you want a little bit more security and a better payout, I mean, you think neither team's going to be good, which is kind of how I feel. I, I was so excited to find this bet. I'm, Probably so excited that it's gonna bust. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, uh, look, the rate, the race of twenty. I, that's, I think that's the lock of the century. I think even worst case scenario for like, you know, the maybe if the game was like seventeen ten or something, and you're still gonna win that bad, it's still gonna hit yeah. the under. Like that's the most amount of offense I could picture in this game, and I think it's, it's gonna be your chances are, um, in all seriousness like a special teams or defensive touchdown is yeah. the, like a sack fumble, uh, a kick return, right. a punt return. Like we're right. not going to get like, what is tr- like Mitch Trubisky, if it's Trubisky or Pickett, and like they haven't done anything to prove as otherwise. And then like the Stevens is playing so well for new England. And then you losing Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, like I, 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 there's nothing there. Like, I mean, they're, they're having, they have the worst quarterback situation right now in, in the pro football. And I just, this game, you, you, people think that Al Michaels was upset calling TNF games in the past and getting up. And even like the game last week, uh, which was a high scoring game was a fun game. The flags bothered him. He's going to walk off the Amazon set. Like, this is how bad this game is going to be. It's going to be offensive to watch. It's, it's, well, we know he won't be going to the nearest vegan restaurant. Yes, yeah, never ate a vegetable in his life. Um, he he rather eat a vegetable than watch this game. Unfortunately, he rather oh my just God. jump down a hole, broccoli stock or something before watching <laughs> this. It's gonna be I, I like I really wish they flexed out. I don't know why they didn't. They had the opportunity to uh, last week and they didn't. I don't do know it. why they didn't either. It's, but it's, it's just such a it's just such a bad game. And it's like I don't. It's not even a game where you're expecting like a Jake Browning sort of thing where you have a fun backup quarterback. Like we know what Mitch Trubisky is and we know what Bailey Zappi is. So this is just going to be um Belichick's going to try to win this game. Just a uh, shut him down, like field position. It's just going to be so boring. And the only thing you can hope for is because both teams, they'll be running the ball so much is that this game just flies by. That's the only thing you can hope for a quick yeah. game. 
So give me your player prop. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say up front, like I have a couple, but I don't really like them, but they're oh, the yeah. best I can find. So because we always give one, I'll, I'll give a couple and you give sure. yours too. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, well, for, I, I got to give the, to pull back the curtain, not a lot of props on the Patriots side, no. player props because of Almost the current situation. Yeah. So right. um, the one they did have, and this is if you think that I'm wrong, you want to fade me and you, you think because Ron J. Stevenson's out and if they get in the goal line, they get inside the 10. If Zeke score. I mean, you're getting plus money, Zeke plus 138 to score. I don't, I, I'm again, I'm not going to take that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they'll even find a way to not score the ball or they'll, they'll throw it, whatever it is. But, uh, but Zeke starting running back, getting plus money. It's not a terrible one. Uh, the, they did have a, a couple goal line opportunities that Ronnie Stevenson got versus the giants a couple weeks ago. So it's possible if you want to get something on I the like Pat it. side, mm-hmm. um, the one that I, I think is so funny. And if you, you could do a same game parlay with this on Caesars to, for plus three twenty, So great. Great money there. Trubisky under a half a touchdown. So Trubisky to throw zero touchdowns by itself is plus 165. Um, if you want to parlay that with the under 182 and a half pass yards, it's minus 121. So together plus 320. Again, it's going to be a slop fest. Like I don't see them throwing the ball that much. I can see a lot of interceptions and turnovers by Trubisky. I think it's just going to be a, a, a ball possession game. And it's just like, I just don't see any flashiness. I, I'd be shocked if Trubisky is over 150 passing yards. And I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown at all. If anything, the Steelers will score because of a guy like Jalen Warren or, or maybe Najee Harris. Um, so those are the, the, the bets that I, I think that that's a fun one. I know it's boring to go under. It's not fun to root for that, but I think this game is like the under of all unders. I think it's interesting that the under is um, plus money though. Like they do expect him to throw a touchdown. So I hope that doesn't get our 20. I still am good with our, you know, neither team getting to 20, but um Maybe they're taking him seriously about being thoughtfully aggressive. Uh, yeah, they heard the quote. Yeah, the first time in the history of Vegas, they hear a quote and they're like, let's just change it all. <laughs> like, forget about what New England, forget about New England's defense, forget about the Mitch's uh, history as a quarterback in the National Football League. He said this quote, he's going to throw a touchdown pass. So. Just a couple play reps for me. Again, I don't really love either of these. One of them is for Allen Robinson to go over 10 and a half receiving yards. He's done this in the last three. He's the slot mm-hmm. receiver. I'm thinking Mitch Trubisky will maybe just, you know, dump off a few short passes to him. So that's number one. Number two, Pat Firemouth over 28 and a half. Again, done this in each of his last two. Same thing. Just as a safety valve, thinking Mitch Trubisky may need to dump off to him. Now, the reason I kind of like the Allen Robinson one prop maybe the best is because like Bill Belichick's thing is to take out the number one weapon for the other side. And no one thinks Alan Robinson's the number one weapon. So mm-hmm. I think those just might, might be fine. So again, I um, play him if you like him. as Eddie mentioned, there's really no Patriots props mm-hmm. out yet because there's so much uncertainty with the status of Ramondre Stevenson with who's right. going to be playing quarterback. And the whole thing is a mess. And if you decided to skip Thursday night football and go out to dinner with your friends, yeah. no one would judge you. Let me throw, uh, I agree with that. Let me throw one more player prop at you that I thought was interesting. It's Jalen Warren under 14 and a half receiving yards is minus 111. The reason why I had that is because Warren himself, um, while he's been pretty good, um, he didn't hasn't done that in the last couple of games. And I look yep. back at the running backs that the Patriots uh, have played recently, and that's um, Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler, and both yep. didn't do it. So um, if you want to really cash in on how good the Patriots defense is, that's not a bad one. But then part of my brain, the reason why I was like skeptical and I'm like, 
well, what's the best thing that a backup quarterback could do as a check down, getting rid of the ball. Right. But again, I do think this Patriots defense is good, which is a shame because it's the offense is so, so uh, terrible. But yeah. I looked at that one too. And I liked it as well. I was like, if I, and I said, if I were going to take, I would take the under because Najee can also catch. He'll be out there right. as well. And then they've got Firemuth and Robinson. So mm-hmm. he has dumped down options and you're right. They limited Saquon. They limited Eckler. So I, I also like that prop. Okay. I think that's a good prop. Okay, so Um, catch that and go to dinner. There you go. Skip the game. Just just put it in, go to dinner. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Let's grab a couple quick questions and then we'll wrap it up. Cool. So uh, we got to start off with our pal, Martin Weiss. Uh, you know, the theme of this fantasy season, he's lost Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence basically asking, uh, is he screwed for the, you know, the, the, the games going forward for the playoffs? And he did give us a screenshot of all the available quarterbacks. Um, and just so you don't have to click around, Jen, um, Jameis Winston is available. Mitch Trubisky is available. CJ Beathard available. Aiden O'Connell, Tommy DeVito, Joe Flacco. So um, out of those names, I know you mentioned Jameis and, uh, and Joe Flacco going forward, potentially. So Martin, uh, yeah, you're screwed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next question. No, I'm just kidding. Martin, you might be able to stream your way through this uh, because it's possible Trevor's back. And I think you can stream either Joe Flacco or Jameis Winston this weekend. Joe Flacco actually has the better matchup, but we just don't know if he's really going to start. We haven't gotten confirmation of that. But we do know that Jameis wants Winston, if he doesn't like cost you a lot of points with a lot of, you know, interceptions, he could also put up a big game. I mean, Carolina is actually not a great matchup. So I would lean Flacco. But if you just want a guy for the rest of the season, I think it might be Jameis for the rest of the season. I mean, this is the second concussion Derek Carr's uh, suffered, as you mentioned in the recent weeks. And he's also got like a rib, a back and a shoulder injury. So, you know, I, you might be you might be able to squeak it out. Uh, Martin, because your opponents might also be dealing with similar stuff. And yeah. so that's why you can't give up yet because you don't know how your seating's going to go. And then I'm rooting for you big time. And I hope you can do it with Jameis because I know he's your boy. It, All right. Just going to say that too, because Jameis Winston, it was better than the guy. Martin hate, hated the Derek Carr signing. Yeah. Could ride with Jameis, his favorite team. So that's great. Uh, if you want to squeeze in the last question here uh, from Kelly, PPR league, two running backs and a flex. And the options are uh, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Moss, Devin Achen, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and Nico Collins. So she needs to pick uh, two running backs and the flex out of that group. Kelly, you're just showing off. How do you have those five players to choose from and only can play three? I mean, this is a ridiculous girl. Um, I want to say start Collins, but the matchup is just so, so tough versus the Jets. Any other week, I would say yes. It's really hard. I'm going to say Pacheco, Moss. And Gibbs. Um, but honestly, if you if you felt strongly about any of those, I really feel like they're they're pretty good. I mean, HN, now HN, let me talk about HN for a second. He did play more snaps on Sunday. However, 
They had such a big lead. They let him take over in the fourth quarters. That doesn't necessarily mean it will go that way this week. And also it's a tough matchup. Now he has big play threat ability. I'm starting him in all the leagues I have him because I'm in a situation where I don't have another choice. But in your situation where you have like all the studs, um, just bear that in mind. Does he have the highest ceiling? Probably because he's just ridiculous. But um the floor may not be as solid. So if you're playing in a league where you already have a playoff spot locked up and you're just kind of going for like max points, maybe for better seating or something like that, then maybe play HN in that situation. But otherwise, I would stick with the floor. Cool. Well, thanks again, everyone who wrote in uh, extra points pod or tweeted myself or Jen. Looking forward to the uh, playoff questions coming uh, the next few weeks. We're doing it, guys. So next week is the first week of the playoffs. We are going to be here with you to get you that championship ring. In the meantime, be sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You subscribe to our other podcast, Trendy. Um, uh, you got to subscribe to Extra Points, of course. Mm-hmm. Lemon Pepper Parlay. Um, we we've got a lot. So just minus check three, out covered, in glory. three oh, yeah. covered in glory. The whole deal. Subscribe to all of them. We're going to have lots of fun. We have pregame shows. We have our picks out every week. You don't want to miss any of it. Next week, we're going to get you started to win your fantasy football playoffs. This is your last chance, guys. Make those correct start sit decisions, and we'll see you next week when we're probably just talking about how you're going to be on a bye.